This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, and welcome to B2B Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. And we are B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. So, on today's show, I wanted to cover a topic that I'm sure will resonate with everyone, and that is controlling expenses. And so, um, I'm going to break it down um, in the three segments. So, this first segment... I want to talk through ways to uh, control your staffing expense, which is typically in most companies the largest expense um, you know, is their employees. So we're going to cover staffing, and then we're going to get into a variety of other ways to um, control your expenses. And then um, during the last segment, I'm going to give you a couple of um, Mr. Biz exclusives. Um, so some ways, some other options that I look at to really try to control expenses without having um, a negative impact on your business, which is obviously the end state goal. So, so with that being said, and that's sort of the layout summary we're going to follow today. Um, so let's talk about staffing. So again, as I mentioned, staffing is typically for most companies, the largest expense is employee related type stuff. So that's why I think it's important. That's why I wanted to really talk through, um, you know, six or seven tips or so on how to do that. The first one, and, and some of you have probably heard me talk about this before because I'm such a huge proponent of it, and that is the, using the, um, the, uh, the theory of meritocracy. And uh, what do I mean by that? It sounds like a lot of syllables there, Ken. Um, it's basically pay for performance, and that is um, making sure that, for example, you don't just give raises every year because Susie's been here an extra year, so now she's been here 10 years, and so every year we give everyone a 2% raise. Um, make it performance based. And so I'll give you a quick example from my corporate life. Um, what we used to do each year, um, because we practiced this and that's why I saw, I know it works really, really well is we would have a bon- uh, we would have a pool. So we had a pool for bonuses and we also had a pool for our uh, pay increases, our merit pay increases each year. And literally what I would do with my team is I would sit down and we would put everyone in their pay bands. Um, so to simplify it, let's say we had five pay bands. So we had, um, you know, uh, 50 employees, let's say, and then we have five pay bands. We put all 50 in the respective pay bands and then we compared them. So those pay bands were sort of defined by your responsibilities and your responsibility level. So a lot of it was had dealt with um, their title. So we wanted to pair people together, sync people up, so they were in a group that was comparable as well as, you know, in responsibilities, they, double responsibility they had. And then within each of those bands, we compared people against each other. Um, and that would be just myself and, and my management team. And then we literally would rank people. So we'd rank all of the band three people, for example, from, let's say there are 10 of them, we'd rank them from one through 10. And depending on what that year's budget was um, and amount of money that I was able to spend, um, we might say the top three, instead of if the average was going to be a 3% raise, the top three might get 5% or 6%. 
then the middle three or the next three might get 3%, and then it could be the last four get nothing. Um, and I know it sounds a little bit harsh, but you want to make sure that you're incenting your best performers, and so that's a way to do that. It's much like, um, in the way of bonuses, profit sharing. So as the business does well, you want to be able to give some of that back to the employees who are, who are the lifeblood of your company. And so that's another form of, of meritocracy is is using that profit sharing. And again, it helps get your employees thinking more like owners, which is, is what we all want. You can't be there all the time making those decisions. You want them thinking through things in that way. So huge one there, meritocracy. Um, I, I try to implement that at every business I work with um, because it absolutely works. And, um, you know, the other thing it does indirectly, and this sounds a little bit harsh, but it's the truth, um, and we'll get, this, we'll get to one of these in, in a bit, but is your low-performing people, if they got 0% raise for two years in a row and they know that other people got raises, they may weed themselves out. They may get frustrated and leave. Um, either that or they'll say, geez louise, they're serious about this, and they'll pick up their performance. Either way, it's a good situation. Um, another thing is to obviously look to cut your administrative expense, whatever in whatever form that is. Um, most situations, you can cut your administrative um, uh, expenses by a quarter to maybe even a third with no impact on the quality. It's just one of those things that sort of grows um, <laughs> over time and grows and grows and grows and you don't realize it. So you have to make sure you keep that in check and always look at that and relentlessly look at it. Um, look to cut that work. Another way to look at it is any type of admin work you have, is there a way to automate it? So you might be able to pay, you know, 50 bucks a month for some new software package that automates it and that saves someone uh, five hours a week so 20 hours a month, and if they make 15 bucks an hour, do the math, you're saving a significant amount of money there. Um, and so that's, um, that's definitely a, a, another way to look at um, you know, cutting your staffing expenses or controlling it. Um, and the other thing is, after automation, is can you cut it? Um, is there a way to cut out that administrative task, whatever it might be? So, And lo- look at it from a draconian perspective of saying, hey, if we never did this again, what would happen? What would, what would, how would it impact our business? Um, and that's another way to do that. Um, monitor, so if you have a service business, monitor what, uh, for lack of a better term, I'll call reworks and optimize that with a passion. And reworks are, if you have a service business, let's say you're an HVAC company and you have to go out and return to a customer because something wasn't done properly. You didn't clean up, um, you didn't put a panel back, whatever it might be. That is unbilled time. That is wasteful money. So you want to track that, track it by crew. And that's the other thing is you put that in the shop. And so crews will see how they compare to others, and that will drive performance up and cut down on that waste. Um, if you have meetings, cut your wasteful meetings out. Um, we literally, um, our CEO, when, in, when I was in the corporate world, he said, he said at a large town hall meeting, don't ever be in a meeting longer than an hour. He said, you have my permission at an hour to get up and walk out of the meeting. I don't care if your boss is in there, who's in there, because if you can't get done what you need to get done in an hour, then it wasn't well organized. So definitely look at that. Um, this is another great one I like to do is once or twice a year, give a full benefit report to every employee. And what I mean by that is include the dollar value of everything that they get. So not just their salary, but if there's any type of bonuses or profit sharing, the cost of their medical benefits 
the cost to the company of the vacation time, the cost of the company of FICA taxes, um, any retirement plan, anything like that. So that way you show them that it's very clear to them that the, the money they receive twice a month in their pay is not just what the company is paying for them. There's a lot more to it than that. And then the last one I'll mention is um, as far as controlling your staffing expenses, and I alluded to it, it is unfortunately it sounds harsh, but you got to cut your low-performing team members. Um, you got to get over that fear. Low performers cost too much to carry, and they di- uh, disincent your top performers. So it is harsh, but you have to look at that, and you have to make those tough decisions to um, keep your company healthy and keep it uh, thriving. Uh, it's critically, critically important. So that's what I, all I wanted to share for um, how to control your staffing expenses. We're going to go to break here, and we'll come back and continue talking through some other ways to control your expenses. And we'll also, of course, give the Mr. Biz tip of the week. We'll see you after the break. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. So thank you to them again for being our show sponsor. So let's get back in. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Um, And not coincidentally, the tip this week is incentives and profit sharing build loyalty and ensure employees think like owners. Gee, where would you hear that from? Uh, it's odd that these things pop up, and oftentimes it's something we're talking about on the show. It was actually just coincidental in this case, but um, definitely timely. So getting back into ways to control your expenses. So again, during the first segment, we talked through some different ways that you can um, control your staffing expenses, your employee expenses. And so now I want to dig into some other different things um, that you can do overall to help control your expenses. And so the first one I'll mention is to make fiscal discipline a company value, a core company value, I should say. Um, you want to make sure that everyone is thinking along those lines and you, as the business owner, set that. Um, you set that culture. You set the example. Um, I'll give you an example, a bad example of, of something I saw at one point is I was working with a company. They were very successful. Um, uh, owner made a lot of money um, and got to go on a lot of cool trips and all that stuff. And um, two different times um, it happened while I was working with them, and I, I literally had to pull them aside and talk to them um, about it and give some give him some um, some feedback. Is so the first thing was he and his wife had gone on a uh, a trip to Italy, 
And they, he got back from the trip and was telling everyone, he was excited about it. Of course, people were asking how to go. So he's telling everyone about the trip and he's showing them pictures and they stayed um, seaside and um, had an amazing little villa they stayed in, et cetera. And then, so I would hear some of the rumblings of some of the staff people um, about how he got to go on these expensive trips and et cetera, et cetera. And then the second example that he had in a very short period of time was after that trip, he had purchased a a Tesla, which as most of you are probably aware is a very expensive car, and he was bringing it to to work. And this was a small manufacturing company, and so you know there's there were only what ten or twelve employees, so everyone sees you know the other other employees they see each other's cars and everything. Well, the owner's there with his Tesla. And he's bragging about the self-driving and the cool things it has. And so, again, literally, it's very um, very negative for all the employees because think about it this way. They see, man, this guy just went on this you know, incredibly expensive trip to Italy with his wife. Um, he just bought this expensive car. Um, obviously, he's making tons of money, so he doesn't really care about it, right? So, yeah, let's spend that extra 10% on this and... Oh, I think they may have overbuilt it, but eh, it's kind of a hassle to go reach back out to the vendor, so let's just let it go. It sets the wrong culture. It sets the wrong tone for people when you're sort of, you know, when you set the tone in that negative way. And so I literally pulled him aside and I said, you know, this is how this is being received. And he uh, quickly made some changes and didn't even realize it. He said, you know, I wasn't trying to brag. I was trying to show them in some ways that, you know, if you work really hard and, you know, things can go well, but he didn't have a profit sharing plan either. So people were complaining that, Geez, he must be making tons of money, but we don't even have a profit sharing plan, um, which we did soon uh, create one. <laughs> so there was actually a good good outcome for this one. Um, along those same lines is you know make sure that you're talking to your people about how to you know ask for and get discounts on things. Um, maybe even having, if you need to, a short you know sort of negotiation training type of thing um, to anyone who deals with vendors or pays your bills. Um, that can make a significant difference in your business um, and in your expenses. Um, and again, it helps people think like owners. So I use this example all the time, but if you got your phone bill and it was usually $50 and you got it one month and it was 150, would you just say, Oh, well, and pay the 150 or would you say, well, wait a minute, what the heck is going on here? This isn't right. I'm sure the latter, right? Well, you want your employees to do the same sort of thing. So someone who pays your bills, you want them to be looking at that very carefully and questioning things. Um, and so that's very important. Another option with that is you can do, and this kind of combines the profit sharing thing with it, is maybe you share some of those savings. So if they're able to get some savings, maybe you share some of that with them. Maybe you say that um, 10% of any savings, um, we put that into the bonus pool. Or we may, maybe if it's just one person in your company that deals with that, that's an opportunity for them to make additional money. And again, you're keeping 90% of it. You're still making out, um, and then they really, really will be incented to look at things in that way. Um, along those lines, make sure you re- review your vendors um, very regularly, if not um, semi-annually, annually, at least look at all your key vendors who you spend the most money with. And another thing to look at with the vendors is make sure that anything that you have a renewing contract with, first of all, make sure that it pops up. You've got some sort of system where it pops up 60 or 90 days before the renewal, so you can renegotiate, discuss, maybe even take some new bids um, from other vendors as a possibility. And if you can, change the the uh, contract so it's not an automatic renewal. So 
you have the option to renew, but it's not necessarily an obligation. That's another option you can have um, with that to help with those, that type of um, ex- um, experience with the vendors. And, you know, get your vendors to compete for your business. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a real quick example I use. We had, uh, same actually manufacturing company. We had um, a particular product that was our um, largest expense on the um, uh, raw material side. And I invited uh, three vendors that have the exact same product. I invited them in for a meeting with me to bid on it. And I had them all come at the same time. Well, they all know each other, right? The industry, all the sales folks in the industry know each other well. Well, they all show up at the same time. Well, gosh darn it, what a mistake I made. I booked them all at the same time. Well, guess what happened? They knew why they were there. They knew what they were doing. And so it made the bidding from each of them very competitive. Now, that being said, I did go back um, to our current the current vendor we had. And I gave them an opportunity, the last opportunity, trying to be loyal, to match the price um, that we had gotten from a competitor. And they did. So we stayed with them, but the point being that that one example saved us tens of thousands of dollars, and it was a very simple thing, um, and we didn't have to, you know, it didn't cost us money to do that. It, it, it was a, a simple thing. Um, think about trying to consolidate some of your purchases to negotiate, um, you know, have a better, have more leverage with some of your vendors. So, you know, again, if you've got vendors that offer multiple products, maybe you can say, hey, what if we were four products from you instead of one. So our annual spend would be, you know, much larger now. So if we're spending that much more with a, with you, can you give us a discount or a bigger discount? So use your volume to your advantage um, and uh, and renegotiate using that, um, that leverage you get from that type of situation. Um, that's an easy way to save money as well, is always be on the lookout for that, that type of thing. And the last thing I'll mention uh, for this segment is when it's, whenever it's possible, make your expenses variable instead of fixed. Um, and some sometimes it's not possible, but anything you can look, any type of expense you have, if you can make it variable as opposed to fixed, um, you want to do that because it keeps your flexibility very high. It helps you, especially if you have a seasonal business, be able to sort of ramp up or ramp down your expenses as need be, so you're not um, stuck with a bunch of fixed expenses during your down season when you have a lot less of revenue. Um, and so. That's something that's really important. Um, look at leasing options for equipment, different things like that. that again, keep things um, a little more variable for you. Um, and so those are some tips on controlling your expenses. Um, we're going to talk through some uh, Mr. Biz exclusive tips during the third um, segment on some different uh, specific things that I look at um, that might be able to be helpful for you and hopefully be helpful for you to, to control your expenses without negatively impacting your business. So join us again after the break, and we'll continue our discussion. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. 
you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio in our discussion about how to control your expenses. So we talked about during the first segment, trying to control your staffing expenses, your employee-related expenses. And then uh, last segment, we talked through a bunch of different things, um, different approaches you could take to also um, control expenses. And so I want to get into some different specific tactics that I've used in helping some businesses. Um, And some of them will be um, examples of what we've already talked about during the first two segments. So um, some of you may have heard me use this term before, and it's probably not the best terminology, but I've begun to use it and it's stuck. I look to, as as far as what we left off with, as far as... um, variableizing as much of your expense and cutting back on your fixed expense is I use this tactic with my seasonal businesses and we throttle, I call it throttling their expenses, right? We turn the throttle up, we turn the throttle down, we make them variable. And one of the things that we did that with, I'll give you the quick example is I had a service business um, that has, it's very seasonal. Um, And so their busy time is typically in the fall around September, October business picks up. And then it falls off um, around the end of February. So March, April, May, June, July, August uh, time frame is slow. Picks up a little bit um, towards the end of summer, but um, it's very dead and during the you know, sort of March, April, May, especially time frame. And so what I looked at was he was um, the money he was spending on his marketing. And by the way, I always suggest to people as far as cutting expenses on your marketing, Always make sure you're spending at least 2% of your annual revenue on marketing. Even in downtimes, you need to spend something on marketing to keep um, your your business top of mind with people um, as much as possible. You can't just cut it off. People think you went out of business, things like that. Now, the 15% is definitely on the high side, and that's more so if you've got an opportunity to maybe seize some market share or something like that. And, of course, if you have the revenue to support it. But most businesses I work with are in the 2 to 8% range um, that we like to spend. So anyway, they, back to the example, what we did was we took his annual annual spend, um, and it was around $36,000 uh, he was spending on marketing. And what we did was, so he was literally spending like $3,000 a month. That was his, it was a flat 3000 every single month. So the first thing I did was say, okay, during your busy time, what happens? How long of a wait do you have when someone calls? And again, it was a, it's a service business. And so typically he said, we'll get to a point where we have, we might be three weeks out. So if someone calls, we'll say, hey, we can't get to you for three weeks. I said, well, what happens then? He said, well, they say thanks and hang up. And I said, right. So essentially what you're doing during that time is you're, you're marketing for your competitors because you know what they did? They hung up with you. They went out to Google, or if they were already on Google, they called the one that's right behind you. Um, and so you got business for your competitor. So we don't need that. Um, so during the busy season we literally cut his marketing back to $0. So not 3000 a month, $0. Now what we did is we took some of that money and we put it in some of the slow times. And you say, well, geez, that doesn't make a lot of sense, Ken. Well, we saved, we took the money we saved during our busy time when we had all this revenue, and then we spent it, and the results have been absolutely phenomenal. We spent it during our slower times, and what it did was it essentially pushed our, when our, 
busy season started, it pushed it up because we started doing more marketing during our downtime, which sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but we did more marketing at that point. And what the result was, instead of us starting to pick up business in September-ish, um, we started picking up in business in July because we were doing that marketing and we were saying, hey, don't wait till the busy season, call us for you know our service. And the other thing it did with being able to do that, we had a 20% savings. So we saved about $7,000 and our marketing plan was infinitely more effective. So that is an a absolute killer way to help control your expenses, probably save some money and make your marketing more effective is doing what I call throttling your expense. And you can do that with other expenses as well, but especially on the marketing side, that's a, a and you, if you have a seasonal business, that is something I absolutely positively recommend. Um, another thing that I like to do is whenever, so from an overall sort of macro view, whenever you're cutting expenses, you're looking for expenses to reduce. And you want to make sure that you don't hurt your business. So I take two different approaches. Um, first of all, I look at, I literally go down on the P&L. I look at the expense section. I go line by line. And we and I'll do this with the owner, the business owner. And we'll literally pull every single line and we'll talk about every single line and say, does this line, there's three options. Does it directly lead to sales? Does it indirectly lead to sales? Or does it have no relation to sales whatsoever? And because what we want to make sure we're doing when we're reducing expenses is we don't want to hurt revenue, right? And so we want to make sure we're not having a bad impact on our sales. So what we do is when we're looking to make reductions or we need to make reductions is if it doesn't directly relate to sales, we will consider that for a 30 to 50% reduction. Um, and that's sort of what we make a goal. Now, it's not always possible, right? Um, but that's what we shoot for. If it has an indirect relationship to sales, we look to have a 10 to 30% reduction. And again, it just depends where you're at in the, in the process and if you how uh, aggressive you need to be, make, uh, be about your expense cuts. But that's a way to do it. If it has a direct relationship to sales, we absolutely positively do not touch it because we do not want to reduce our revenue um, at, at the expense of cutting our expenses. So um, that's a, an approach to use, and that's a sort of a fail-safe way the other way and the other second sort of um, angle to that approach is you want to make sure, again, you're not hurting sales. And so what you want to make sure you have a high level of customer retention. So all these customers you have or clients you have that you've worked really hard to, to, uh, to earn their business, you want to make sure you're not losing any of them because, you know, it shouldn't cost you a lot of money to keep customers. Obviously, it costs you a lot for customer retention. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it's customer acquisition. So... To that being said, what I look at is I look at, I take customer service and I take the same exact per approach. We go down the expense on your P&L, we get on each expense line and we have this, ask the same question. Does it have a direct relationship to customer service, indirect or no relationship to customer service? When we, and again, we look at 30 to 50%. If no relation, 10 to 30. If it's uh, indirect and no cuts at all, no reductions, if it has a direct impact on customer service. And when you line up your P&L, your expense lines, and you have those two things where you looked at sales and you looked at customer service and you give them one of those three options, you look at all the ones that are a three, so one being direct, two being indirect, and three being no correlation, anything that has two threes on it, so it has no relationship to sales and no relationship to customer service, 
we absolutely cut the heck out of that when we need to, when we're looking for um, expense reductions. That Those are two or three, I guess, um, really good ways to reduce expenses without having a significant reduction in your business or harming your business. Um, and it's important. I like to go through those, even in, even if you're not in a bad situation, go through things on an annual basis. Um, maybe when you're doing your budget, you're putting your budget together and everyone makes a budget, right? Yes, can we do? Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, when you go through your budgeting process, that's a good way and a good time to look at all those different things. So hopefully um, throughout the show, we will give you some tips that you can use and are powerful for you and will help you reduce your expenses in your business. And of course, you can always reach out to us um, here at Mr. Biz Solutions. And we love to get questions from um, listeners, love to get feedback from listeners. So don't hesitate uh, to reach out to us. Um, again, follow us on Facebook. Um, our Facebook page is Mr. Biz Solutions. Follow us on there, on Twitter, at Mr. Biz Tweets, on LinkedIn, Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth. And we also have an Instagram account, which is Mr. Biz Solutions. We provide and, and give out a, a ton of free content every week on each of those platforms. Um, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks again to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Um, great company. You can find them at cpifunding.com, where you can call them at 855-522-3951. That's 855-522-3951. So hope you enjoyed. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.